Hey everybody, this is Shannon Lackey. Welcome back to Mind Over Marketing. And today I am excited to have my guest Lauren here. Lauren uh, is very good with social media and I'm going to let her tell you a little bit more about her background and why she's on social. Sure. Well, thank you for having me. Um, I work for a company called Chicago Title. I am a sales executive, so I work directly with real estate agents. And originally I got started in social media because I was having my first child and our job is very social. We're always in front of people and talking one-on-one. And I knew that wasn't going to be an option for me moving forward, but I still wanted to stay in front of people. Um, So I actually did a coaching program for social media through my company, started doing videos, started posting a lot more and got really good feedback. And it's just kind of grown from there. And now I've luckily been able to be really consistent with it. And people kind of know me for it now. It's not necessarily what I intended from the beginning, but it's kind of cool to see how it's progressed. Yeah. And I think uh, Lauren does a really good job because she, her and I were talking a little bit before the episode and we were talking about how this term, everybody's throwing it around. It's omnipresent, right? Like you got to be everywhere all the time. And really you do because marketing is a whole system. I think we've talked about that before on the podcast and it's about mapping out your customer's journey and meeting them where they're at. And, you know, about 50% of the buying process or the sales process takes place online before they even get in front of anybody. So for Lauren, she works with real estate agents. So she knows her customer and she knows what they need and she meets them there. So, you know, right now during the pandemic, you can't go into all of the offices, right? Like you can't go in. Um, a lot of them were closed, but because she had this established already, she was able to meet them where they were at on Facebook, Instagram. Are you on LinkedIn at all? You do LinkedIn? <laughs> we're going to get you on LinkedIn. <laughs> do I have an account? Yes. Okay, good. Do I utilize good, good. it? No. No, okay. And that is something I need to Well, that's something we get can better work on yes. for sure. So, um, you know, but something that I noticed about her is she gets good results because it's not just one thing. Like, I think it's good to take one piece of your marketing strategy and really hone in on it. If you're too busy, you're overwhelmed, like take one piece, start with that. But she then grew that. And what I mean by that is whenever I'm out in person meeting with, uh, you know, one of my clients, I'm at their office or attending an event or a conference, something like that. Boom. There's Lauren. I see Lauren everywhere. (laughs) So part of that is she's building and cultivating those relationships in person. And then she's taking those relationships online and deepening them by adding value to her customers. Uh, Why don't you tell them a little bit about what you did when the pandemic hit? Well, and that was honestly kind of lucky timing. So I really got started in social media in 2019. I had my first daughter in April. Um, So I already was getting comfortable with it and trying to establish myself there. And then when the pandemic hit and we couldn't do those face-to-faces and events stopped, I was already rocking and rolling with it. So I just kind of kept going with that. So it made it a lot easier for me rather than just starting from square one at that point. Um, But exactly what you said in terms of trying to cater to their needs, one of the things that I really wanted to focus on was being a base of information for people. Um, I am in real estate. I used to sell real estate now admittedly, I'm kind of on the more boring side of things. Like when you think title and wait, escrow, wait, wait. <laughs> hold on. Okay. Not, not boring, but not glamorous. Okay. Cause it's I mean, easy on what is end. the title of your show that you do? <laughs> Titles not boring with Lauren. Okay. <laughs> yes. So. Um, catchy, but, um, 
But typically, the title and escrow side is not what people think of as the glamorous side or the fun side. We're not looking at the homes and doing that. It's much more technical. Um, there is a lot of drama on it and stuff like that. But there's also a lot of confusion. So I wanted to be the person that helps address those questions and give them kind of easy answers. Because there's also a ton of jargon in real estate that is just confusing to people. So I really wanted to break things down, make it easier. So 2020, um, one of my goals pre-pandemic was to take my viewers, to take my clients through a transaction. So I did a, a video every single month, starting from the beginning of a transaction, ending at the end of it, and just pointing out the things that I thought were important, things that I think they need to know, trying to eliminate some of the other things that weren't as important in their roles and having that be there partially so that they can learn it and also so that they can have something to reference back to or to have their clients come back to as well. Um, so it's been kind of cool to see people share those videos too and see what they've done with that content. That That's a really great point actually, like that they can share it because if you create something of value, it is shareable and that's mm -hmm. how your exposure grows even more. Well, so. I've had multiple agents say, I didn't really know how to explain this. So I just sent my client your video. That's awesome. Um, which is great. That's like the highest praise so, I feel like that I could get. That is actually, um, it's interesting because I'm thinking of a worksheet that we go through with clients. And actually, um, Matt here in the studio went through a worksheet with me. I've revamped it since then, Matt. So we're going to go through it again. But <laughs> what's nice is it helps you to identify your client, like who they are, like what's their typical age range, if that's appropriate. Um, you know, what's like, what's their job, their employer, in your case, their realtors. And so then we look to find their pain points and we look to see like, what's difficult for them. And for them, they have, like you said, so much jargon. And so you come in as this knight in shining armor. I don't know what you call the female version of that, but like, I guess we, that works. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you come in and you save them, you know, you mm -hmm. save the day and you take them from this state of being overwhelmed to the state of ease. Like you mm -hmm. make the transaction easier for them. And that's all anybody really wants is a transformation. Like what is it, what state are they in that they no longer want to be in you come in right at that right timing and take them and fix that. So well, we, that's part of what we want to do is to make them shine to their clients. Because yeah. a lot of times what will happen is a, an S or a, a real estate agent will get a question from their client. And if they don't know the answer, they'll come to us. And that's where we want to make them shine. We want to give them all the information that they can so that they can answer those questions and cater to their clients. And that's how they can build their business. Yeah. And end. they build their business and that then you guys make and then we build loyalty because we help <laughs> yeah. them. And exactly. It's a, it's a win win. I mean, and it's it's all about like you have that little piece of information that you have out there for people to make them aware of you. Right. So mm -hmm. um, what I was asking you earlier about the pandemic was those little things you guys were handing out. Oh, the door openers. Yeah. The door openers. Yeah. So like something um, I'll let you talk about that in just a minute. But what I want to say is like she'll go out and hand things out to offices and they may not even know who she is. Maybe there's a new agent that might be the first time they become aware of Lauren. Then she offers them a little bit of valuable information on social media. They share that. Um, and then now all of a sudden they have a deal they think to go with her. And then she gets to walk them through some of those things and deepen that relationship. So it's not like you just run up and go, Hey, you know, do you want to do business with me right now? Your escrows, no, yeah. <laughs> she's becoming an influencer in the community and making herself valuable. And so people trust her because she's not just trying to take, like she wants to really give back to her network and help them. So, And I do think from a marketing standpoint, whether it's for me, for somebody selling real estate or not even in real estate at all, is seeing people in different places. It's like the more that you see somebody, the more that you start to recognize them. 
Um, so when they see me in person and then I send them an email, then I try and reach out by phone call and then they see me on social media, it all kind of ties together because they're seeing me kind of like what you said in the beginning that you would see me everywhere you went. And that was my goal so that people would become comfortable with me and trust me and want to work with me because that's typically how it would work. Um, Do you know why that worked? Because they know I can trust you like that. Well, it's, there's actually a psychological principle that it's based on. And oh. we talked about this on one of our other episodes, but um, it's the familiarity principle or uh -huh. the mere exposure effect. And so people just, when they see something more and more, I mean, think about a baby, right? The first time a baby sees somebody, they might be afraid of them crying and things like that. But the more they become in contact with that caretaker, now they're not crying mm -hmm. as much. Same thing with a dog. I mean, even dogs, you know, like after I was just over at, um, I have two rescues. Yeah. They someone's house the other day. <laughs> well, no, she, every time I go, that dog like freaks out when I knock on the door. And then this time I went there, I'm like, what's wrong with your dog? It's not barking at me mm -hmm. anymore. She's like, I don't know. I'm like, well, maybe he's just getting to know me because he just doesn't, you know, doesn't bark anymore. So it's yeah. the same thing. Same concept. Same yeah. thing. Like initially, like your guard is up. You're like, who's this person like trying to sell me things? Um, and then the more they get to know you, see you, they get comfortable. And then that guard comes down. Well, so. that's one thing that's kind of cool about social media too, is I have one specific client that I work with a lot now. And um, I can remember her because we would do like Popeyes is what we would call them. So when we would show up at real estate offices and just say hi to people, check on people, introduce ourselves, that sort of thing. Um Admittedly, I didn't like that when I was an agent. I didn't like people popping by my office. And this one particular client said the same thing. She was like, I hate all salespeople. She's like, I know I'm a salesperson, but I hate I all salespeople. Like, I was like, mm, okay. Kind of and then she said, but I love you now because I see you on social media and you help me. You provide value and your daughter is so cute. And now I feel like I know you as a person rather than just as a salesperson. And I was like, okay. Yeah. But she wouldn't have, that barrier was totally broken because of social media. Well, that's because awesome of the things you that you say there. that because I try to tell people like people will hire me and they'll they'll just want to be hands off and they just want to put content out that's, um, you know, graphics all the time. Graphics are OK and graphics look nice and graphics can be educational, especially if you're in a pinch and you're short on time, you can schedule it. And so I do teach people how to do that if that's the most they can commit to. It's better to have a presence than to not be out there at mm -hmm. all, but to really win and like crush it, as they say, on social media, you need to personalize and humanize your brand. And they call it like the 70-30 rule or the 80-20 rule. Yeah. It just depends on what you want to follow. And what that is, is you want to have the majority of your posts be more personal and less of them are going to be more of that hard sell. And so you could still do a great job of like, hey, I'm stopping by this office today to do this. It's so great seeing everybody. And it's a personal touch, right? But it's still top of mind that you're you're you, you do title right. I'm doing so, my job. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And you're just yeah. doing it. That's your day to day. You're documenting your day and your journey. So yeah, I love that you said that. So um, you know, you guys out there who are listening, sometimes um, you a lot of people that I talk to they struggle with that and they don't want to share their life. Um, Alex over here, um, who's behind the camera, he's shaking his head because I don't know how many times I've like drilled into him like Alex, I need you. Yeah. I'm like, I need you on camera, Alex. I need you on camera. Like if we're going to do this. Um, and then I get the, okay, maybe later. <laughs> One thing that's honestly, I struggle with that initially. So, and my husband is horrible with social media. The day that I you started, catch him though, <laughs> you catch huh? him, you catch him on camera. I, that's do. I, saw him. I do. Yeah. No. Um, but the day that I started co uh, coaching for social media, he shared a TED talk with me about why we should get rid of social media and why nobody should be on social media. 
I'm like, you know that I'm doing this for my job right now. Why encourage me? Don't don't send me those kinds of TED talks. Um, so he he was so against it. So I did kind of struggle in the beginning with how to post, what to post. And my coach said there's a difference between private and personal. Yeah. And for whatever reason, that distinction helped me a lot. She's like, you don't have to be private. You don't have to share any specific private information. You can be personal without doing that. Yeah. So that kind of, and I don't even know necessarily how to elaborate other than the fact that that resonated with me. So I can share well, my dogs, kind of- my daughter, things that aren't, you know, the nitty gritty necessarily. I try not exactly. to be fake or only post positive. I try to be very real. Um but you can decide the difference between those two. The difference I think is kind of like you posting and saying like, I am married versus like, I am married. And this is what we fought about this morning. You know what yeah. I mean? And that's more private. Like yeah. you don't need to share all like air all of like your Like how he woke me up at two o'clock in the morning and I didn't get very good sleep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That kind of stuff. Yeah. But, uh, so people can know about your life, the basics that they don't need to be, you know, yeah. unless that's the area that you're influencing people on. Right. Right. Like, so yeah, there's definitely some boundaries that you can have and and share. But I do think it gets easier just as you do it. Yeah. It sounds kind of scary at first, but once you kind of find that line and where that is for you and start posting what you're comfortable with, it does kind of start to grow from there. Too. I think it's it, it helps when you put it out there because you get feedback from mm-hmm. people too and they'll tell you like, "Oh, I love it." And if the people saying they love it, they're in your target market, then you know you're like, "All right, I'm on the right track. Yeah. If they don't like it, then you're going to hear crickets or you can always reach out to people like, hey, I posted this. Like, what did you think about that? So really, people will tell you, you just have to read in the comments, too. I think mm-hmm. a lot of what we forget to do is we're going through our, you know, sales process, like and, and the customers going through their process with us is we stop to look and analyze what's mm-hmm. happening. Right. Like, oh, is this working? Is this not? Work? Did that feel difficult? Did that was that really easy? Was that too easy? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's uh, like, cause sometimes for you, it's a little bit different in terms of pricing, but like, if you are getting too much business too fast, it's like, am I priced properly? Mm-hmm. Right? Like maybe I, maybe I need to just slow down. Maybe I'm not getting the right kind of clients and stuff. Um, so yeah, you have to look and see like, is it too easy? Well, and I do look at engagement in my posts. I mean, yeah. it's it's pretty easy to scroll through my different feeds and see what has worked and what hasn't. And the things that work, I try and build on those and do more of those. And the things that don't, I don't necessarily abandon, but I try and tweak or do a little bit differently next time. Um, even in terms of when I post or what the what the graphic looks like, the videos that I do. And sometimes, honestly, I don't even know why I had. There was one that I did on the title process, which was one of the I thought was going to be one of the more boring ones um, of that 2020 series. And it had the most views, the most shares, the most comments of any of them. I mean, I tied in Cinco de Mayo and I had tacos and stuff like that. So I don't know if it was the the look of it, the appeal of it, but it was one that I didn't expect to do as well as some of the others that I thought people would gravitate towards more. um, And it did great. Well, I think from a standpoint, like I just know working with a lot of real estate offices, a lot of them want those checklists for their buyers and sellers. Like, mm-hmm. here's the process. Here's what to expect. Like, I've had requests, you know, hey, can you make me a checklist for the escrow process? Can mm-hmm. you make me a checklist? But they, they really want that checklist because it helps them in those conversations with your clients like you were talking about. So that yeah. may be why that one 
did so well. You were making their job easier. easier Maybe the yeah. tacos drew them in. I think I like guess. the Cinco de Mayo <laughs> and the tacos were like the. the I did, my daughter weird. did do a cameo in that one too. So oh that, really? <laughs> that probably helped. There's something about cute kids, like babies, pets. Yeah. It always helps. Like I tell people, throw your dog in there, throw your cat in there, yeah. and. You know, people really push back in the beginning. They push back so much. But then later they're like, oh, my gosh, like this is my most engaged post. And it mm-hmm. helped me start all these conversations. So, Well, to that, I always tell people just try it. Yeah. I mean, I know that it's scary at first. I actually just got Facebook notified me of a reminder of my first live that I ever did. Oh, really? And I can see nobody else necessarily sees it. Again, you're your worst critic. But um I could see like my chest kind of turning red. I knew how nervous I was. I knew how uncomfortable I was, but I also knew I had to do it for the coaching I was doing. So I just did it. And then the feedback that I got wasn't negative. Like I expected it to be. It was super positive. It was like, oh my gosh, I saw you did a live. I've wanted to do that, but I'm scared. It was more people encouraging me because they've wanted to do it and have stopped themselves. And then just seeing that I did it, it was, it was kind of cool. And that's actually what started fueling more and more of them is just the the positive feedback content aside just that I did it just that I was consistent with it do do you find that like the people who told you they were having a hard time with it when they saw you do it did they were they able to start doing it multiple yeah there's there's quite a few that have good well and that's really important because I I don't know how much we talked about um this before the call I'm getting old so my (laughs) mind is like going juggling the kids so you're yeah exactly so uh but you know, the podcast is all about like mind over marketing. It's mm-hmm. about getting over those emotional and mental hurdles that prevent a lot of people from moving forward. Because I don't know how many times I hear like, ah, it won't work or, mm-hmm. you know, I need something easy. And I was just having a conversation with this lady lover. She's an agent at an office that I work with um, out of town, another city. And she goes on and um, does Facebook groups for personal reasons, but she was struggling to have leads and she's like, I need leads. I need more leads. And But give me one thing, Shannon. This SEO is all just too much. Like, give me one <laughs> thing. I'm like, okay, so you're on Facebook. You're in groups. Um, if you can do it for personal, you can do it for business. And I hear like a grunt, you know, after <laughs> after I say that. And then, and she knows. And so I told her, I said like, look, I was like, it's we're going to do it. I'm going to help you. So I'm going to be working with her to get her to do the, um, the Facebook groups for business. Mm-hmm. I just got a client in Hawaii the other day. Went on there, answered somebody's question. They liked the answer because I'm adding value. Scheduled a consultation. Boom, another client, you know. Mm -hmm. So it really does work. Have you found that you've been able to reach um, clients through groups on Facebook at all? You know, I haven't done that as much. Yeah. I mean, I think it it depends on your niche. Um, Yeah. There are some real estate groups on Facebook Mm -hmm. with agents in there. I don't, I haven't seen any myself that are super active. Yeah, there's a couple, there's like, there's one that I can think of. They primarily are posting listings and yeah. things like that. Um, exactly. What about? I could engage more with. I haven't, truthfully, though. Have you guys thought about creating a Facebook group, maybe? You know, we actually did do one in the beginning of the pandemic. Okay. Um, we did one that was specific to that because there was a lot of questions. Is the county closed? Can we record documents? There was a lot of, in you know, the, the heyday of the unknown, there was a lot that really did apply to real estate transactions. Um, so we did it as a space just to notify people of changes um, that could affect their transactions due to what was going on in the world. Um, and it was good. I mean, we kept it very specific and that's kind of subsided at this point because it's kind of back to normal. I mean, not back to normal in terms of yeah. what everyone's dealing with on yeah, a day-to-day I get what you're basis, saying. 
But in terms of the county recorder and documents and things, you know, it's kind of that's all settled a little bit at this point. No, that's good. Um, but I mean, that's a great example, like setting up a group anytime there's a crisis. I remember mm-hmm. uh, a loan officer that I know she helped or I don't know if she started the group or helped with the group, but they called it like Bakersfield Helping Hands because for those of you listening, we're located, you know, in California. So, <laughs> But um, for, the, for the city, they opened up that group and everybody was talking about where to get food, you know, like where do you get mm-hmm. eggs? Where do you get bread? Like where I need to, a birthday cake. Cause my, it was my daughter's birthday mm-hmm. and I had some flour and some sugar. And I was like, is this going to be a good enough cake? Like I need to go buy <laughs> cake mix. And there were no eggs and I was afraid yeah. I was going to run out of eggs. So it was like, how do we get enough so ingredients weird. to make a cake? Yeah. So I went to the group and everybody was like, I got a box of cake mix over here. And then I made sure to pay it forward. When I found something, I was like, Hey, I found this, or I've got this extra. Does anybody need anything? It was, so, it was such a weird time, right? Yeah. Like it was the so one, that, The one that sticks out to me actually, that's very similar to that is there's a, Bakersfield restaurant one. Oh, somebody yeah. started and they're, they're not affiliated with any specific restaurant. I think there's like four people that started it, but it was about trying to help local businesses during that time who was having specials, who was open and doing takeout. So you knew where you could go pick it up curbside, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and I still see people posting in that one. And, today. From, and from a marketing perspective it's genius. I'm like, I wish I would have done it because I know who the admins are. I don't yeah. know one, but I know who they yeah. are. <laughs> Well, and I think if I remember correct, I know there were like one or two groups that were out there at least that set it up like Uh that. And I'm pretty sure one of them, another friend of mine does marketing and it was somebody in marketing because now when they're back and better, who's going to, who are they going to hire to help them do all their marketing? (laughs) I'm like, dang it. I should have been in there like starting Uh that group. Right. Um, But it's just genius because you can add value and then people are going to come back and trust you. So it's it's, it's a win-win, right? Like if you need to be pouring in, you can't just always be taking deposits out of the bank. You know, you yeah, got to be sure. making deposits. You can't always be with, asking withdrawing. for things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But people don't get that. They just want the leads to come in. They're confused why they can't post one thing and then it doesn't work. But it's like going to the gym. You know, you can't yeah. eat one protein bar or do one workout and expect to gain 10 pounds of muscle or be, be nice down. To work. Oh, way. God, yeah. It would, like, it would be great. So, awesome. yeah. so I'd be like, so buff. But yeah, it's like if you come from contribution, if you're contributing something, if you're coming from a place of wanting to provide value, then you will and it'll come back to you. Yeah, I agree. So, well, um, I know we're kind of wrapping up on time here. So before we go, I want you to share um, what was your biggest hurdle um, and like, do you have any lessons or takeaway takeaways for my audience? Like in terms of like how to make that first step with social? I would say another thing from coaching that stuck in my mind is done is better than perfect. I am a perfectionist in so many facets of my life. I have, <laughs> they're all pointing. The guys are yeah. pointing at me. <laughs> I have OCD. Like you would not believe with the dumbest things. And I get very specific in what I want to do and what I want to convey and how I think it should look. And I get this vision and it can be overwhelming and it can be crippling. And then that's what can stop you from doing anything from producing any content. So, um, I still prepare, you know, when I'm doing my videos, when I'm doing that, I still try to prepare, but I've gotten better about trying not to have too many notes because those almost like made it worse for me sometimes because I would want to say it exactly how I wrote it out yesterday. And it doesn't always come out that way. And that's okay. Um, But just getting it done and getting it out there is better than trying to be perfect in every way. So that would be my great advice. I love my suggestion for people. What did, gosh, what did we say? Don't let, I had a friend who always used to tell me, don't let perfect get in the way of good enough. And 
I used to tell her like mediocrity is like excellence enemy, you know, or something like there was some quote like totally. that because I was like, no, we're going to be the best. Right. Yeah. But no, I Anything think that's worth doing is worth doing right. Like that's how I've always. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you could do it right without it being perfect. But but now I'm more I've I've evolved and I'm more like, OK, progress over perfection. Exactly. So even with these podcasts, I think when I first came in, um, I told Matt, the producer here, I was like, I'm just going to have a few little notes, you know, and, and they were all laughing at me because I had like two pages written out. Mm-hmm. And so it, when you said well, that, that's I what a, I was thinking. I have a little... degree in English. So I'm also like writing out full sentences, yeah. perfectly punctuated. I'm like, that's not a good note for myself for a video. I need a word to remind me of what it is that I wanted to convey or I wanted to yeah. say. I don't need the whole sentence because I'm going to butcher it. If I try and say it exactly that way, it's just too much to memorize. And then it it's doesn't true. feel authentic or look real, you know? So taking a step back from that has been good for me. And I think that will help a lot of people get stuff out there. Yeah. You well, you guys should definitely check out some of Lauren's stuff. You should like, we should do a link to your first one <laughs> if you're, if you're brave <laughs> enough yeah, and then to some of the well, ones that you're doing at this now. Point now. I'm like, I don't even care. Yeah. All, so whatever think, you want to see from the, yeah, I think that would be really game. inspirational. So maybe even when we put this video up on YouTube, um, we can, cut a little clip to that. Um, yeah. So why don't you tell everybody what your handles are just in case they are in real estate or if they just want to learn from you and how you progress. Yeah, I would love that. So Facebook, um, Lauren Gonzalez, last name is G-O-N-Z-L-E-S on the end. Um, Instagram is at your Chicago title rep. And then I do have um, YouTube as well, which is titles not born with Lauren. <laughs> I love it. That's so cute. And LinkedIn TBD. <laughs> it's Lauren Gonzalez on LinkedIn as well. Right. We'll work. We'll work. Maybe we'll, we'll have to work you back that. in because I, I was like queen of LinkedIn before. That's how I caught started. You know, it's horrible. I have two really good friends that I've known forever that work for LinkedIn and they'd probably really? be so mad if I told them I never engaged. Oh my gosh. We need to talk. I need to like swap there. I actually helped make some changes with LinkedIn. We'll have to talk after yeah. for sure. But yeah. um, well, thank you so much of for course. Thank coming you for having me. And I really appreciate it. And I think this will hopefully inspire some people to get out there and take the first step for sure. I hope so. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.